Welcome to another edition of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I am your host, Richard Haynes of Manhattan Pacific Realty, based here in greater Los Angeles in the South Bay area of Manhattan Beach to Palos Verdes of the areas that we like to cover on this show. Happy summer. It is Friday, August 12th. We are in the thick of it. It is hot. Let me tell you, we are in an early 1900s buildings here in Malaga Cove. There is no AC. I have the windows closed. It is 73 degrees at 10 a.m., and it is going to get hot in my office, but we are doing the podcast no matter what. Thanks for joining me yet again. We've got another great show for you today. I'm going to be covering three items like normal. Topic number one is going to be juicy July numbers. The July numbers are juicy because we're actually starting to see a shift in our local South Bay residential real estate markets in the data. So these July numbers are juicy and give us a little bit of insight into where the market is shifting, not just stories from real estate agents and stories from my clients, buyers and sellers. You're getting it now in the data. Number two, how to score a deal in the shifting market. If the shifting market is here in the South Bay, what are some of the strategies, tactics, and really specific examples you can employ to get yourself a great deal in this newly shifting market? And finally, topic number three, my journey as a content creator. Now, this is a little bit off the cuff. It goes away from kind of the fully focused real estate stories, but I think it's a great insight to share with you, not only just for our listeners and how you can apply it to your business and personal life, but agents that listen along to this show, and also just my journey of what you're going to be seeing that we're pumping out here over the last two weeks and what we plan to do in the future. So juicy July numbers, how to score a deal in a shifting real estate market, and my new early journey in content creation. Let's get right into it. Juicy July numbers. I'm not going to spend loads and loads of time on the numbers because it can get boring listening to just numbers while you're listening to a podcast. So I'm going to try and give you these numbers holistically in a quick digestible manner so you understand what's going on. I pulled three sets of data for PVE, Rancho Palos Verdes, and then the beach cities, Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, and Redondo Beach, to give you an idea of where we're seeing the shift. And the three sets of numbers we pulled were rolling 12-month medium prices, inventory, and pending sales. Why did we pull these numbers? Well, everyone wants to know where prices are. But prices, especially on a rolling 12-month average, typically are a lagging indicator of things. When we see a shift, we'll see changes in inventory and we'll see changes in pending sales. So those are the numbers I'm going to get into. Spoiler alert, before I get into the specific city numbers, every city is at a record high median price when it comes to rolling 12-month averages. So RPVs at record prices, PVEs at record prices, Hermosa, Redondo, and Manhattan Beach, all at 
all-time high record prices when taking the 12-month rolling average from July back 12 months and comparing it from July the previous year back those previous 12 months. So the median price is at record highs. That's a lagging indicator. Where you're really going to get this juicy part is the pending sales and the inventory. So let's look at the quick data. I'm starting with the Worst performing markets, that's a bad word, maybe more the markets in a greater shift. Starting first, going to last, the markets that are holding strong and shifting the lease, keeping the power on the sellers for the most part. So number one, Rancho Palos Verdes at the top of the list. That's not when you want to be at the top of the list. They are seeing the biggest shift and quite frankly, the same with Palos Verdes Estates. It's at a record high medium price, $1.7 million. We're going to put that to the side. Inventory is up this July compared to last July by 15.4%. We have not seen a rise in inventory year over year in a long time. That's showing that not as many buyers, there's more listings, there's more options. Pending sales are down 70% year over year from this July to last July. That is a collapse in deals being made. Spoiler alert again, every single market, whether it's shifting or stronger or weak, is seeing a collapse in pending sales. And I'll get to that more in a moment. Pending sales down by 70%, okay? What I want you to know is, is even though inventory is down, July of 2019, so pre-pandemic, Inventory was double where it is today. So while we're seeing a rise in inventory, we're still at ultra, ultra low inventory regardless, but we are seeing a shift. And I'm making a little bit mistake here. I'm sorry, July of 2019, we had double the inventory and December of 2019. So the slowest time, we have about the same amount of listings. So I want you guys to think about that, and I won't get into those devilish details here, but you can see the shift in Rancho Palos Verdes PVE, record high price, about $2.8 million. Inventory is up 14.3%, and pending sales are down big 62%. Again, Still well below historical inventory, July of 2019, had double the inventory, but again, we saw a rise year over year that we're not used to seeing. That's the big deal on the Palos Verdes Peninsula. Inventory rising year over year, where I'm going to get to the beach cities, it still hasn't risen for the most part year over year. But I don't want you to think that all of a sudden we're in this collapsing real estate market. Oh my gosh, prices are going to go down. That's not the case here because in a normal market, July 2019, before the pandemic, our inventory levels are still well below what July 2019 was. So there's nothing scary about this, but it's showing that there is a shift occurring in Palos Verdes. If you go to Redondo Beach, Inventory is about flat. It's down 2.4% a year. So last July 2021 had more inventory than we see today. So although we're not seeing inventory surge down like we have, Redondo Beach is essentially flat, just a little bit less inventory. That being said, 
pending sales are collapsing too, same as P- as PVE and RPV, they're down 62%. So you're seeing fewer and fewer deals being made. But the inventory level is flat. And again, inventory has been much higher in the past, even though Redondo Beach is flattening out. Hermosa Beach, another medium price record, 2.25 million. Inventory is down 15%. So that's where we see strength in Hermosa Manhattan Beach. Inventory isn't up year over year. It's down. So we've had this incredible run, squeezed inventory. We are still down in Hermosa Beach by 15%. That still doesn't preclude Hermosa of having a collapse in deals being made. Pending sales are down 82% in Hermosa Beach. But inventory being down year over year still shows a massive supply squeeze. And if you look at inventory at 45 listings in July for Hermosa and 79 in July of 2019, we're still very, very low in Hermosa. And then lastly, Manhattan Beach, record high price, 3.175 for a rolling 12-month average. Inventory is down 21%. That's incredible. July of last year was a crazy time, market surging, buyers didn't know what to do, and now choices are lower by 21% right now amid higher interest rates and a shift in the market. Manhattan Beach is still strong. Now pending sales are down almost 70%, 69.4%. And if you look at July of 2019 inventory, it's in half. So what I'm trying to get out here, guys, is the Hill is seeing rising inventory year over year. And anecdotally speaking, that's where we're seeing more price cuts, more listings, lingering days on market. We're seeing that by the beaches. But the fact that the beach cities still have lower inventory year over year, the shift isn't as significant. And as I've said in previous podcasts, good luck finding a tree section home in Manhattan Beach at a fair price. Everyone's paying record prices and you can't find anything in the trees right now. Whereas if you go to Lanata Bay, there's maybe some weakness in PVE. If you go to Los Verdes, that market that was on fire the last two and a half years is starting to see some price cuts and some more reasonable asking prices and rising inventory. So the July numbers are starting to illustrate the shift that everyone's talking about. Is the market going down? No, we're at record high medium prices, but that's a lagging indicator. Pending sales are collapsing. Hey, maybe people are scared off in PV because they feel the shift. And then Maybe some of the collapsing pending sales by the beach is because there's just such a few amount of homes on the market for buyers to even consider. So before I shift over from the July numbers, I want you all to know you're going to be hearing depressing stories from real estate agents. And why? Not necessarily because the market's in bad shape, but when you get pending sales down 60 to 70%, Hermosa down 80%, that means fewer deals are getting done and realtors are making less in commissions. So I want you to know this narrative of shifting market. Oh, things are feeling depressed. 
It's also because realtors are going to be depressed because they're used to doing tons of deals over the last two and a half years and they go, hey, my pipeline's empty. Hey, I don't have any deals in escrow right now. So don't get wrapped into agents being down on the market because a lot of them are making less money, including myself. We're doing fewer deals because pending sales are collapsing, but no, it's not going to be like that. It's the market finding pricing and finding where things need to be among rates, shifting inventory, buyer confidence, all those things. Don't let sad real estate agents making fewer commissions bring you down. Look at the data. It's still all-time highs. We're seeing slight shifts, but way less deals. Maybe that means we're going to go down a little bit more on deals. Maybe that means inventory is going to rise by the beach, but it's not all that bad. Agents will make it feel bad because they're making less money. So just a side note on that before I move on to topic number two, we're seeing the shift happen. How do you take advantage of this shift to get yourself a deal? You know, quite frankly, it takes sellers a while to get realistic. There was an old article I read in the First Tuesday Journal, which is a real estate, a residential real estate specific company, writes articles, helps agents renew their license. And they talk about in one of their articles, sticky price theory. And what they mean by that is, is that sellers are attached to their home emotionally. Sellers are unsophisticated real estate people. So they see a comp in the past that's high and they believe their home is nicer and they don't understand why they're not selling for that comp or higher amid a shifting market. So it takes sellers a while to get more realistic on their pricing. So if you want to score a deal, you have to be strategic and I think you have to be patient in executing on how to get a seller to sell you a property at the proper price and or score yourself a deal. So let's give some examples, tactics and strategies. Number one, you can't offer on the first weekend or week of a house on the market because that's when the seller has ultimate leverage. Other people are considering it and they can stand firm on their price. You don't know where you're stand. You've got to locate houses that you like and then step back for two, three, four weeks and if it's still on the market, they don't have any offers or they had offers lower or they're unwilling to be realistic at that time. That's when you put it on your watch list. And I want you to do that with hopefully five homes that you could see yourself living in. Or if you're looking to make an investment in an income property, maybe that's 10 income properties in a specific market or 10 second home Airbnb properties that you're looking at in the desert. And then what I want you to do is, is once places have been on the market for one or two months and you've been watching them and they're accumulating days on market, maybe they've made a price cut, maybe they haven't, is make a lowball offer where you would be really happy with that price. See how the seller responds. Some won't respond to a lowball offer. Some will respond and say, hey, look, we're willing to make a deal, but you got to come way up. And some may surprise you on how far they come down. Negotiate in good faith. Come up maybe a little bit, but stand your ground and say, look, we think the market shift is on. For us to do a deal, it needs to be at this price or we have to part ways. Most sellers will part ways with you. And that's what you need to do. You need to walk Walking after negotiating is a very powerful strategy. Why? It doesn't show your full hand. 
sellers who are motivated or hoping to make a deal start regretting losing you. And it puts pressure on them if you're writing these offers in September or October because as the holidays approach, seasonality, the market's going to slow down and have even fewer buyers. So once you walk, you need to stay away for another month, maybe two months. And if you make that first offer in September and walk in September, maybe you're making your next offer in November as we start to chill into the market, Thanksgiving, into the holidays, New Year's, that's the best time to make a deal. And you go back to those houses, maybe the five houses you offered on, there's three or two of them. Maybe those income properties of the 10 and the 10 desert properties that you offered on, maybe there's five of those. And you come back to them as we head through the fall into the winter months. And that is going to be your time to strike. That is when a seller is sweating. They're getting no more showings. Maybe they've cut their price and you're back again. And you go, hey, I'm still looking. I still like your house. Here's my original offer at the low price. Or here's my original offer minus... 50 grand. I'm willing to come up, but you've got to get a lot more realistic on your price. And with those strategies, you're going to get someone down. Someone's going to capitulate and go, I don't want to be on the market this long anymore. It's been three, four months. I'm not getting any bites. I want to sell before the end of the year. No one's touring my house anymore. The listing agent's getting tired. They're encouraging them to review. That is how you're going to work a deal. You have to be strategic, you have to be tactical, and you have to be patient enough to execute that strategy starting now in August or September, write offers in September, step back until late October, November, offer again, and make a deal in November and December. That is a specific scenario and strategy for you to execute on making a great deal as a buyer in a shifting market and exploiting the slower markets to get what you want to make a really, really good deal. Last topic, topic number three, my journey as a content creator, we're going a little bit outside the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show, but if you guys follow my Instagram, if you guys follow my newly created TikTok, I am really going all in on content creation. Why? I think it's where the attention is, it's where we get the most views, and it's the greatest ROI on our time, and we spend very little money on it outside of print. Don't get me wrong, if you're on my mailing list, you get print marketing all the time. I believe in print marketing, but right now, social media, LinkedIn, blog posts, online is where the attention is, and we're going all in on it. I want you guys to see what I've done the last couple weeks, and you're going to see what comes out over the next few weeks. I am exhausted. It's new and different, and it's hard work. But I'm telling you, you guys, I challenge you to look into it and invest time and energy, even though it's hard, into your business. Sure, you go, oh, Richard, talking about houses and selling pretty homes, a lot of people want to own homes. A lot of people want to buy properties. That's easy to talk about. No, no, no. If you're in an industry like logistics, no one's creating content 
on logistics. If you create the best content or the only person creating content on the logistics business, there's going to be one percentage of people on Instagram or two percentage of people on TikTok or people looking for blogs about their industry. And if you're the only one putting it out, they're all going to follow you because you're such a specific niche. You can crush it. Just talk about things that you may think are boring, but they're going to be interesting to people in your industry. And oh, quite frankly, someone who's your friend that follows you is going to call you or refer you to friends or family. We are seeing it right now with engagements of my friends, family, acquaintances on Instagram because we've upped our game on content creation. For agents that listen to this podcast, I think it's imperative now, and it's still early, and I know it's hard, but you just got to make it a habit. Get in a groove of recording a 20-minute podcast. It's taken me a while to get into that habit. It took me a couple of years to write a weekly blog. Now it comes second nature after seven years. Now we're pushing to film more content for Instagram specifically, and also just Recording me and my daily activity. Sometimes it's really hard to create content, but it's really easy to just document your day. Hire an intern or someone to follow you around for two or three hours and just record a casual phone conversation or a client meeting, and you're going to get a couple clips of content that are gold where your clients and people that follow you want to see the behind the scenes. It's valuable to them and entertaining. Even if you don't think it is, you've just got to try it, push yourself, and put it out there because I'm seeing big results. And ultimately, it makes work more fun, you get more business, and your clients, friends, and family really enjoy seeing what you're doing throughout your day too. Don't be scared. Try it. It's going to be tiring, and you've got to be wildly open to everything. And that's how you're going to find your voice. I don't really love getting in front of the camera and creating a 30-second reel that talks to my clients about a quick hitting thing that they need to know about. However, we found that recording me talking on the phone or recording me having a conversation with one of my agents, it's a lot easier for me. It comes naturally because I'm just having a conversation with someone much like I'm having a conversation with you on the podcast. And that's how you should do it as a realtor. That's how you should do it if you're a florist or a lawyer or whatever you do, a firefighter, just those casual moments that you think are just your day-to-day that all of us are going to find interesting. Or maybe you're an amazing content creator and you're funny and you create skits and that appeals to you. Just get on board trying it. Check out my Instagram. Check out my TikTok. Check out my YouTube shorts all vertical on YouTube now. I'm really going headfirst into it, and I hope you join me on the journey. I hope you enjoy the content or get value out of it for real estate, and hopefully it inspires you as an agent or any of you else in other businesses to get after it. It's not easy. It's hard. I'm exhausted, but I think it's totally worth it, and it gets easier and easier every single day. Don't be shy. Go do it. All right, you guys, that's the podcast. Juicy July numbers. We're seeing a shift. More on the Palace Verdes Hill than by the beach cities. How to score a deal. Oh my gosh, you guys, lowball offers. Set it aside. Come back during the holidays. Crush that deal. And lastly, get out there and make some content for yourself and your business. 
Happy summer. Stay cool. It is 74 degrees in the office at 10.15, 10.20. I'm going to open the windows, turn on the air conditioning. Have fun, and I'll see you on the next Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. Take care and have a good one.